Okay, so I uh, got interrupted there by a phone call. I'm going to continue on because sometimes I have uh, technical difficulties and um, that's just something that goes along with this stuff. But um, anyway, so my daughter, um, uh, I had to wait a long time, you know? Like, I, I didn't know sometime if I ever would. It was just a nice thought. Um, but don't you know something is that when, when God puts... Many times God will put a dream or, or a desire or an idea in your heart and you just think it's you, but it's actually Him. He's, he's allowing you to have those hopes and dreams um, and visions of the future because that's what He wants to do in your life. Amen. The Word of God says, without a vision, my people perish. It's, and what it means is without a hope of the future and what, what, what we have to have some kind of a pinhole of light sometimes as we're walking through the dark places of our life so that we, we have that hope that keeps us, our hearts alive, you know, something to look forward to. And we went through some really dark times. And I want to tell you, whenever I uh, held that baby girl in my arms, let me back up a minute. From the minute I got pregnant with her, I told everybody, it's a girl. And some people doubted me. I could see the doubt in their eyes. And we're going to talk about doubt next. I could see the doubt in their eyes. Um, even though these very same people had seen me walk around my church for a year and even conversed with me. And they would say, when are you going to have that little girl, Heather? When are you going to have that little girl, Sister Heather? And when I became pregnant, I said, it's a girl. I know it's a girl. I could see some people were like, hmm, okay, <laughs> okay, well, you don't know. I even had people tell me that, well, you don't know what it is. That's up to God. <laughs> I just get so tired of people in their doubt. It drags me down. And me and God have discussions about it. And I told him, I said, no, it, it's a girl. And I, I even went out and I bought girl stuff. I'm not talking about little stuff. I'm talking about big ticket items. I bought a stroller that had roses all over it. I bought little girl dresses and little girl shoes. And, and uh, I didn't really care what people said. You know what I'm saying? I knew in my spirit it was a girl. It was just as easy as the sky's blue. It, it was no doubt for me. And so when I went into the uh, sonogram, I was there the first day I could. we could tell the gender. And I knew what it was. And uh, got the sonogram and said, oh, yeah, it's a little girl. And I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and you know to this day. When I held that little girl in my arms, the first thing I said to her is I said, I said, you and I are going to be best friends. Those were the very first words that she heard come off of the vibration of my vocal cords. And um, to this day, she is my very best friend. Now I have many of you out there that I have very close, dear, Value, valued friendships with but there's something about a mother and a daughter and you know God did something even more spectacular is not only did he give me a, a, a natural daughter she's my best friend but I have a supernatural daughter and she's my best friend God he when he says he's going to do a double portion he gives a double portion <laughs> oh my I mean my my quiver full. So God is going to do whatever he says that he will do. 
So for you out there, you you couples that have been waiting, you couples that have been told, oh, it's not, you know, not likely to happen. I want to tell you, they told us the same thing. They told us that after a transplant, couples usually don't have children. And uh, but we didn't even listen. We were like, okay, whatever. <laughs> you just got to do that. Sometimes you got to shrug off what the secular world is telling you, what the flesh is telling you. That's their job to do that, okay? Doctors and such, that's their job. They're just there to report the facts. But your job is to believe that God can do any and all things against all odds, right? It's called a supernatural miracle because God comes in and puts his super on the natural and makes something occur that would never have normally occurred had God not gotten involved. Hallelujah. I got to see that yesterday out there in Conroe. My heart is blessed today. And if you think an hour and 10 minutes drive is going to keep me from that, you got to be crazy. I'm going to be driving out there all the time. A shout out to Brother Simons and Sister Hazel. If you choose to listen to this podcast, just giving you a warning. We're going to be there. Um, But anyways, um, wanted to talk about the damage that doubt can do to uh, what God is wanting to do in your life. Now, the will of God, hallelujah, and the promises of God, those are two different things. And many times they look very similar, okay, but they're not quite the same. Okay, when God has given you a promise, it is his word. He has put himself out there to say, I will perform it. I will do it. Okay, and it is going to take place regardless. When God gives you his will, that's a different thing. That you are required to perform and walk in faith in order to walk out to get to the full will of God in obedience. The problem is that many people are not willing to walk out and to do the things that God has told them to do. And the number one reason that they don't do what God tells them to do is that they doubt that it even was God that told them to do it. Are you following me? Hallelujah. I'm guilty of it. I've done it too. Um, We've all missed God at different times, right? There's been times where God has been showing me and telling me but I thought is that really God or is that just in my head or is that just me and I'm going to tell you something brothers and sisters it doesn't take but a couple of times for you to miss out and miss God on a thing it shouldn't take too many times for you to learn okay because we learn best when we learn the hard way okay (laughs) and he will show us what we missed out on Yes, he will do that to teach us a lesson and say, okay, are you going to listen to me the next time? And you say, yes, sir, I am. And you do what he says. And sometimes I'll go check it out is what I I call it, sniffing it out like a dog on a trail. You've heard me say that before if you listen to this podcast. Sometimes if you, you think it might be God leading you, you just need to go and make sure. Okay, and then if you get there and it's like, well, this isn't what I thought it was. Okay, don't you know God is going to honor that faith in you that you were willing to go check it out? That thing, that job lead, that that connection with that person. Uh, that might be your future spouse, your future beloved. Now go check some things out. Don't be afraid. Okay, go check it out. 
but don't let doubt stop you. Don't let doubt stop you. Hallelujah. I rebuke the spirit of doubt from you in Jesus' name. I rebuke and I come against you, foul spirit of doubt in the minds of every listener to this podcast today. Lord God, I ask that you would fill them with faith. I ask that you would touch them, Lord, that you would remove all doubt and unbelief from them so that they can fully receive and walk in the fullness of everything you have for them that they will complete their course and finish their race in Jesus name hallelujah so what happened back here in numbers numbers 14 uh, we know that's the 12 spies that went in they went in to scout out the land uh, they had previously been in to scout out the land um, and Joshua and Caleb they never lost faith when they saw the giants but let me tell you I'm gonna read a few verses here Um, And then I'm going to tell you, you know, it's in 13 and 14, this whole story. It's a really good thing to read. I reference it all the time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, With my children, one thing about my kids is they know this promised land story. It because it's so parallel with some of the things I've gone through in my life. And the Lord has highlighted it for me. Um, So they've gone in the promised land. I'm going to start at the end of 13 verse 33 they've gone in they've looked they've been terrified they've peed their pants they're running scared like a bunch of chickens and here it is verse 33 and there we saw the giants the sons of anak okay look that up right there the anaki okay that's an interesting study for those of you who like to study the giants that used to be in the land um, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight, you know. And then it says, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night, and the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would God, <clears throat> would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness and whereunto, wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey were it not better for us to return into Egypt now this is a people I'm going to talk you, talk to you about this for a second have you ever met a knucklehead stubborn person oh man I have many I have over my lifetime, you just run into people. And sometimes at one point or another, we were also that way. So don't get too cocky and high on your high horse. You know, God can point out a few times in your life and my life where we were uh, knuckleheads too. And um, where uh, they, they just got fearful. See, that's what happened. Fear and doubt, they go hand in hand, they're best friends. So they got fearful. And then when they got fearful, uh, they doubted and they got so terrified and then they started to accuse and to blame God even though he had already opened up the Red Sea and uh, drowned the armies of Egypt you know just covered them over he did that he got water out of rock they were eating daily uh, a heavenly diet that would fall down every day uh, manna okay they were seeing the miracles of God right and they still said these things but you know, 
uh, we can also be guilty of that because we do get terrified. We get angry and we want to accuse God. Look at what you brought me. I did what you told me and now look here and it's still, it, this is about to go down. I'm going to tell you something. There's power in your mouth. Be careful what you speak over your situation. Don't just spout out at the mouth because the enemy uses that to, when you do that, you come into agreement with Satan himself and then he has then a legal right to make that thing happen. And you strain the patience of God. God is displeased with us when we do this. And so they said all this. And then later, um, later, he actually told him, if you remember the story, later he said, let it be as it is according to your own words, basically. That they had said, you brought us out here to die. You brought us out here to die. You did all this. Well, then he said, let it be according to your own words. And they died in the wilderness. They didn't get to enter in, except Joshua and Caleb, they got to enter in. I'm going to read that part here. Uh, if you skip over to 14, and um, I'm going to read here, starting in verse 20. Um, I'm going to start in verse 19. I don't want to read you to death on this podcast, but I do believe in reading. It's very important. I'm going to go on up to 18, okay? The Lord is long-suffering and of great mercy, forgiving iniquity and transgression, and by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. Pardon, I beseech thee, the iniquity of this people according to the greatness of thy mercy and as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt even until now and the Lord said I have pardoned according to thy word but as I as truly as I live all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they will not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. Oh, that had to be the most awful, awful thing. But, I kind of stuttered there for a minute. <laughs> okay, but, okay, could you imagine, I just want to stop for a minute. Could you imagine what Joshua and Caleb felt like <laughs> until he got to that point okay and he got to this point here where he said but my servant my servant Caleb because he had another spirit with him and had followed me fully him I will bring into the land whereunto he went and his seed shall possess it and now the Amalekites, the Canaanites, dwelt in the valley. Tomorrow turn you and get you into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. And then it goes on and it reads and reads. And uh, if you go down to 30, it says, Doubtless you shall not come into the land concerning which I swear to make you dwell therein. Save uh, Caleb and Joshua. Caleb, the son of Jephunneh and Jephunneh, Jephunneh. And Joshua, the son of Nun. Thank God you don't have to be great at pronouncing some of these Bible names to be sanctified. So, they didn't, they, the others didn't get to enter in. And you know, don't, don't discount this story. This happens all the time in people's daily lives. 
so many times God is trying uh, he's trying to to bring you into a promise to bring you into his fullness into his will and so many times we as humans will we will we will fight and strive with him and all he's trying to do is get you healed he's trying to bless your life or he's trying to um, rearrange your life so that you can fully live out everything that that uh, he wants you to walk in okay hallelujah this story should always be referenced um, it's almost like this story to me is basically your whole journey through earth is being set free from the bondage you were born into when you were born into this earth you were born into a form of Egypt you were a slave to sin you were a slave uh, you were um, abused and your mind was controlled you know slavery is a mental thing too when people are in physical slavery there's a mental battle there I mean there's just so much and then he he takes you out of that he takes you on a spiritual journey of your soul through the wilderness where you are required to have faith you are required to grow your faith is being stretched non-stop and then you enter into another thing called the promise in the, the promised land of God where you are walking out in strength and faith, the fullness, and you've broken free. Okay? It's the journey through life. The promised land story is the journey through this earth realm. It really is. I hope that you've been blessed today. Um, I don't know how many minutes we are at right now because it got cut off somewhere in the middle. But I just want you all to know that God is a God of great miracles. And there's nothing he can't do. Don't doubt. Always follow it out like a dog on a trail. Sniff it out. God is wanting to speak to you and lead you. And he has you. Those of you who are asking for healing, God wants to touch you. Those of you who are needing other miracles there's nothing he can't do and um, with that I'd like to close and I'm gonna say a short little prayer over you and I pray that you are healed set free and delivered of every bondage Lord God I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus and I thank you father for every single person that you have led to this podcast Lord God but Lord most of all Lord I thank you that you are you and that you keep your hand continually upon your people Lord God I ask that you would have your grace and mercy on every single one of us Lord that you would bless us with a greater measure of faith so that we can please you Lord God and Lord God I ask that you would touch those that need to be healed in Jesus name Lord I ask that you would touch every person that struggles with depression and hopelessness where they have come to the end of their journey and they're just so tired they just gotten to a point where they just don't see any more hope Lord God I ask that you would touch them in a great way give them a new strength and a new fresh wind would enter into them in Jesus name I thank you Lord I pray that you are blessed and no matter what kind of lunacy is going on out there on planet earth in this earth realm uh, they're trying to make lab experiments out of us they're trying to do all kinds of crazy stuff they want to usurp the their authority above the authority of God but let me tell you something you're always many steps ahead of them because you are covered by the wings 
up, up under the wings of God. Hallelujah. And I uh, pray that you are blessed. Have yourself a lovely day.